Hey there, Chasers. In this episode, we're rounding out our origin series by taking a trip around the world to explore lesser-known areas for whiskey. From India to Japan to a very special Welsh whiskey, we're shining a light on the exciting things that are happening all over the globe. Plus, we're trying a fantastic Indian whiskey that world-renowned critic Jim Murray once called one of the best whiskeys in the world. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cash Chasers Podcast. Welcome, everyone. And we are kicking off the last part of our origin series with uh, whiskeys of the world. Neat. Right? We go from, yeah. uh, we start from scotch, we went over to bourbon, but there's plenty of good whiskey all over the world. And that's globally. what we want. Globally, right? And we we had to highlight some of the uh, lesser known ones and the lesser known regions. So, out what of, better way than... Pity. Out of right. pity. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to uh, kick it off, though, with some Amrit? Amrit, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's a fairly new uh, distillery. Um, And like a lot of distilleries you're going to see globally, um, especially the ones that follow the uh, lineage of Scottish whiskey, Mm. Um, Amrit's one of the ones that sent a chemist to Scotland to learn the trade, came back, made an amazing whiskey. Um, Before that, they were trying to mimic it. They had like an Indian liqueur. They would flavor it to flavor, you know, taste like whiskey. But Amrit's really their first their first swing at real whiskey. Um, but it's, and you know, and when we taste it, you're going to see there's, it's got its own little nuances and stuff. That's really cool. And I really think India, I think they're up and coming in whiskey, but they're the number one consumers of blended. Yeah. Um, single malts. Exactly. Yeah, or yeah. blended, blended single yeah. malts. You and, and that, that's the reason yeah. why, <laughs> that's the reason why this episode was so important to, to get in here was because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. It's yeah. just, how um how up and coming actually more than up and coming how advanced other parts of the world are in the whiskey game and uh this well, is a perfect example mid 2000s they show up and then boom in a short amount of time have won awards and everything else and i mean the the one we're drinking now is the fusion mm-hmm. specifically um which a buddy of ours who um who has a liquor store you know he really he leaned into this one when i asked him what should i be drinking indian whiskey wise he said this and only this and uh, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to get it off the shelf. I don't know. Well, th- this one's called the Fusion. The reason <laughs> yeah. it's called the Fusion is it's a, a mix of two barleys. Mm. It's um, Indian and Scottish barley. Cool. So you, you see, you see a lot of Scottish influence in your your Indian whiskeys, um, and you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of the same uh, taste and that sort of thing as well. So sh- shall we taste it? Let's and then, let's yeah. get to let's it. Yeah. First. I'm in. Oh, here we oh, go. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna nose it first. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that first. So classic that's dried a, fruit. That's right. A, yeah, that's mm. that's yeah. a scotch to me. As yeah. far as the, I've got I've got dried fruit. I've got almost a port finish kind of smell going. Just on, on the nose, you get that. Yeah, not a port finish that I know of, right? But the smell. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what's interesting to me? It it almost has the es- essence of a smokiness without the smokiness. Yeah, kind of. You know what I'm saying? I get that. Do, do, so I and and the way the way I often describe that is like a. Almost like a roasted fruit. That's if that yeah. makes sense. Like like, like 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 a grilled fruit. Right. It's um, not quite the peatiness of of right, you know, an right. eyelid or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I right? mean. They, everyone's doing something similar, 
but always something a little bit different and I, to set themselves apart. A, a lot, a lot of that smokiness comes through a little bit more to me when I taste it. Like I can kind of smell it um, when you know on on the nose, I can kind of smell it. But then from there, it, it just it just comes out fully in 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 the in the taste on the palate. Um, a little. A, a little sweeter than I expected. And the cheeks, peppery kind of. Yeah. 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 A and, little spice. And 50%, you know, alcohol. Is this? Fi- it is. It is. Which is shocking because it's not hot. Not that a 50 is hot, but you know what I mean? It doesn't have that characteristic. Right. Of a, right. And then it actually has a very pleasant, and I'm going to say long finish mm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It stays. Yeah. Right? And that's, yeah, that was. Yeah. That is something you miss at first because it is so flavorful. Yeah. And then you kind of sit back and you're like, whoa, this is still here. Yeah, I can't wait to leave with this bottle. <laughs> yeah, right. that well, works? that's not – let's talk about <laughs> okay, that off okay. air. Okay. <laughs> the, fir- the first I mean, one. You just gets bought it. it. That doesn't mean Did anything. Did he steal <laughs> a bottle? I'm pretty sure that guy just walked off with our bottle. Right. I don't care. It's that good. Let's talk a little bit. It's of, good enough to steal if that yeah. means anything to the – There's our scale. You know what I mean? Right? There's that's our, our scale. new scale. Would you steal this? Is it worth – yeah, is it worth the repercussions? It is. It is. It absolutely and is. And price depending, point, depending on the price point, the jail time could be longer for stealing it. 60 to 80 bucks. Say? I'm no. seeing a, you know, that, in this time, the, $60, 80 The judge is like, let's is about, look at price, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bail's at 100 I'm like, no, sir, it's at 60 to 80 <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the distillery itself because um, the, the travel across – from uh, regions is pretty interesting, right? Started in Scotland, okay? Yeah. And um, in Glasgow, and then, but have been around for a long time. Well, yeah, yeah. It and an Englishman, I think, a nobleman, right? That correct. And Edward something, Edward, I hope it's Edward Dyer. <laughs> I think, I think it was some Sir Edward somebody. And so from Scotland to Bangalore and to, to be around. Since the forties, and think about that. And what were they before? They were they weren't a distiller, right? They, they well, they Amrit Distilleries was uh, around since the forties, mm. but the current one was founded in two thousand. That's right. Four, yeah. and they were, if I'm correct, they were kind of making their own things, right? Trying right. to mimic and exactly. Their own. It was yeah. it, so. Yeah, let's not whiskey. Let's be clear. Not whiskey. Yeah. It was yeah. a liquor. Mm. It was a a, a mm-hmm. general liquor company. Mm-hmm. Right. Got gotcha, you, Amrit. That's, That's right. right. That's right. And so, yes, they were were around since the 40s, but not whiskey. And then the uh, in 2004, they came around and opened that distillery in Bangladore. And so, um, yeah, it's just amazing, right, to think of the and, of the the history of that. And can we talk about that? Please do the color. Please do. Holy, are yeah. they dye? Do they use dye? That's something we should know. We should know that. If they don't, that's amazing. It's it's beautiful. If, it's amazing regardless i mean i'm i'm one i'm one of these oh, people here we that, go no i'm one of these here people, we go i'm one of these people that <laughs> i it, whether it's died whether it's not died that doesn't bother me mm-hmm. it bothers some people but it, yeah. it doesn't bother me um there there's a you know there's a there, there's a saying in the in the culinary world you eat with your eyes first you know and that's that to me i i'm going to if you give me two glasses next to each other and one of them is like a richer color and that sort of thing, then I'm probably, I'm probably going to reach for that one as opposed to, I mean, we, we've had, we've had uh, Glen Morangy, uh before, which is, uh, we, we all rag on its color. It's a boring color. You know, it's like a pale yeah. yellow. Um, 
but like, and it's a fantastic scotch, but if you put that next to a lesser scotch, that's a richer color. I'm going to reach for the richer color one. And we can pick on the, the drinkers of whiskey. You're the ones that's doing this. Right. They have yeah. to dive. Yeah. Because well, exactly. People yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, especially scotch, you know, when you're getting a secondary barrel, a used barrel, bourbon has taken a lot of the color out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're forced, you can have a great whiskey with a clearer color, but then people want that dark, rich amber. It's your fault. It's right. your oh, fault. I, I, I want to I come back to... The, the taste, I, I, I could drink this all day, um, but that sounds like an alcoholic. I didn't mean for it to sound like that. <laughs> that's all another Sounds like a that's right. fan. That's right. So like th- <laughs> this isn't a podcast, Aaron. This is an intervention. Are we saying um, it right? Amrit? Amrit? Yes. How yeah. else would you say Amrit? Amrut? Ooh. I'm, uh, oh, I don't know. know. I can hear the pitchforks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're outside the door. <laughs> now I'm second guessing myself. Are those flames? I don't know. Uh, I know what you're thinking out there. This is a multi-billion dollar facility we're in, so <laughs> how right. can they hear the pitchforks? Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, ta- the taste is not, it's not as complex as I expected it to be. It's, can I disagree? No. Please, no. Please, <laughs> please, please give me your rebuttal. No, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Because I, I, I want to see what you have to say to that. So I get what you're saying. It, it almost has. So you and I have agreed on this. Scotch has kind of an up and down roller mm-hmm. coaster. It's really cool. And your bourbons, and we love we like bourbons, right? Sure. And but a bourbon is a bourbon, right? Kind of a subtle. It is what it is. Yeah. It almost has that bourbon thing going where there's its flavor. Okay. It's the finish that's making me disagree with you. Okay. It keeps changing. You drink on the palate. Yeah, it's kind of it's one note, delicious, okay. but one note. It goes from like a citrusy kind, of, but then it ends in this weird, I don't, in a sour in a good way. I'll, I'll have to take another sip. Right, too. it's got a great finish, and sometimes we we disregard the finish. You know what I mean? We just kind of like go and we move on, right. especially if you're down in every you know. Sip well, after well sip. and that was kind of my point earlier was that you get so caught up in the the notes that I don't expect in this that. At some point, I come to the realization: Whoa, this is still lingering. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's 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 a nice finish. It's a long finish, but I I don't know that I agree that it's complex. I I I, mm-hmm. I, I think I think well, Aaron, there's no wrong way. I mean, you're wrong. I, but there's I, no I, wrong I, way aside from <laughs> what I'm saying right now. There's no wrong way to do this. Um, but it's I it's it, pleasant. Yeah. I like it. But like I, I I feel like it's. Would you steal same, it? What I steal? <laughs> what I steal? Put it on 60, the scale. What I steal? Sixty to eighty dollars. I would steal it. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Um, and, and and that uh, worth every dollar of of eighty dollars. I'd say. Absolutely. And not 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 complex. Me saying it's not complex is not a is not a, a negative comment on it. It's not it's not me. You know. Um, I mean, they're no longer going to be our sponsors if that right. was ever an opportunity. Well, I, I don't, <laughs> we just lost that. That's right. <laughs> but uh, in twenty ten, Jim Murray. Uh, oh, yeah, who, who the man, vote, the legend, the man, the legend, the called it the we listen to number three best whiskey in the world. Yeah, but Aaron Pross said it wasn't. So. <laughs> I, I didn't. It's really good. It's really good. I just said it's not. Sorry, Jim. Gosh, eighty-two out of a hundred. All right, here, here's did you read Aaron Pross's uh, whiskey bottle? Well, so I was so caught up in Jim Murray's <laughs> thoughtful words that I, how dare I stray? That's right. You guys are jerks. It's gorgeous. <laughs> No, I'm going to follow like Jim on this one. It's it's fantastic. I think Scott agrees. Scott, what do you think? I, I, I would you agree. steal it? I would steal this. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> kids are listening. What? Like it's so it's okay to first <laughs> off if your kids are, are we listening. Sending the wrong message. <laughs> are we sending the wrong message? Well, if kids you? are listening to a whiskey podcast, we got another. <laughs> that's message. true. That's a parent. That's a good point. Show. You know what I mean. <laughs> but you would steal it. Oh, I would steal it uh, from from a unique <laughs> perspective. 
right? It's a unique whiskey that I don't. I feel like I don't get this kind of that 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 smokiness taste, uh, charred taste. Yeah, sure. Um, that I do from anything else. So, and it's I, I, I feel like it's a treat to you know like it's a like th- this is one I would pull out pull pull out of my shelf occasionally like mm. i don't think i don't think i would drink this one every time i want to see if you guys agree i think we are okay. ready and and it's not but i'm gonna i don't think it's labeled as this but i'm gonna say this and and maybe help picture it a little better dessert whiskey Ooh, so not sweet enough Uh-oh. Okay. i think i think it's a it, it can certainly be like a like a late night whiskey but it's I, not heavy. I, it's 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 not sweet <laughs> yeah, enough. It's know? not sweet enough to me. To me, when I think dessert whiskey, it has to be lighter and a little bit sweeter. I don't. Yeah. I don't even agree like with a f- lighter. I I, I, yeah. I I think it has to be. I think it has to be sweeter. It can be heavier. Like well, it can 50% have like a, like, a, like, a, like a deep chocolate yeah. sort of thing mm-hmm. going on. Now I agree with him. Right. Dang like it, uh, I like agree with him. I, w- I would absolutely you know like un unwind I would unwind after dinner with this, but I wouldn't call it a dessert. Whiskey. So you don't you don't think of a dessert whiskey as being on the lighter side of things? No. Um. So a, an early so if it's a forty. Grab my mic stand real aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like really lean like this. like an aha look. Like, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> What's it? Shut up, Scott. Go on. Um, gotcha journalism right here. Well, on the spot, this is what it feels like. I did not kill that man. I lower ABVs. I think get cornered in the world of you know your light. They are light, but your dessert whiskeys, whatever. I look for because I like a big. If I'm eating dessert, bold, mm-hmm. not light. Mm-hmm. You know, big melted chocolate, you know, sure. lava cake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like a lot of sweet, but I like. I like nuances of something in the, that's not sweet in the background. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I agree with all of that. You see but, what I'm saying? But so I'm it, s- it's not like like um I I find you know mm-hmm. I don't know uh the the gl- glimmeringy uh, the nectar the uh, nectar yeah, door. Yeah. There's a sweet whiskey. Yeah, and right. it, it, that is a lighter whiskey yeah, too. And it is, but this kind of for me meets the qualification of being sweet, and then being at the same time. Those are the pitchforks. Yeah, you hear the banging around. <laughs> being sweet, but being being leveled enough and bold enough that mm-hmm. I would have this after a piece of almost like a cup of coffee. I would have it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. After after a mm. piece of dessert, I think it would go well. I think uh, you it would can be nice. you, you can have whatever kind of dessert you want. Yeah, it's was, your thing. Man. What are we? What is this podcast? That's right. This is <laughs> is this, this is, cake? <laughs> I forget. This is Dessert Chasers podcast. Dessert. Welcome to dessert Welcome Chasers. To dessert Chasers. There's podcast. a real Dessert Chasers podcast. Yeah, out they're there. like, no, we're suing. <laughs> That's right. We're shutting it down. (laughs) Jokes on you. We're broke. It's good, and we'd all steal it. So there's your there's your there's your uh, answer. Hey there, everyone. Scott here, and I want to talk to you real quick about a cause that is near and dear to our heart. Did you know that in our area alone, one in eight people struggle with hunger, and one out of every six are children. To help fight hunger in our area, the Cast Chasers have teamed up with Drams for Fams to help support local food banks. The average cost of a meal here in Delaware is three dollars and twelve cents, so every donation helps. To find out how you can help, visit dramsforfams.com and search for the Cast Chasers chapter. That's drams, the number four, fams.com. All right, so wrapping up our origin series with Whiskeys of the World. And so we've talked about the uh, starting a scotch, and well, starting in Scotland and Ireland and where that how that formed coming across the ocean how we get American whiskey bourbon whiskey uh, and now 
I thought it was really important that we take a look outside of those and because we have a lot of new listeners, new to whiskey. We have a lot of experienced people there. And I think there is a common uh, understanding that, yes, Scotland, yes, uh, Kentucky, but what else? What else is out there? Oh, my and gosh. I, and so much. So much. And maybe one episode is not enough, but we're going to try it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, what else is out there? Where, what comes to mind? Nothing. <laughs> no. Um, so Thanks I, for listening I, to the cast. <laughs> so I just did a tasting um, recently with, um, well, not too long ago, uh, for with Penderin um, out of uh, Wales. It's a Welsh whiskey. Mm. Uh, first welsh whiskey mm. um it's the only one right now it, i think it, so yeah the, i think oh, that's the, the only, only i think it's the, the only, only very welsh whiskey. and doing their own thing not Didn't to not that. to not to you know jump into their corner although they're amazing um it's great it. people just to talk about them and nothing else yeah. um <laughs> they're paying me under the table um but anyway so so one of the things uh they 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 talked about um mike he was one of their ambassadors who was out here thankfully giving a tasting doing a tasting and uh there's these new up and coming groups or, you know, locations or places in the world that are trying to, that see the value of whiskey. And you'll see that as we talk about the history, like the value of it, see the value of it, and then want to do that with their own spin. And you'll see a lot of that. And what's cool about the history of whiskey is a lot of it's out of necessity and a lot of it's out mm. of, you know, default France, France, for example, for instance, um, 1880s, they're all about their wine, burgundy, things like that. They actually had a uh, plant louse, lice, um, that affected a lot of their, their grapes and mm. their crops. Um, so it shut down production of their number one alcohol export, right? They decided, you know what everyone else is doing, and they've consumed and, and have purchased on a smaller scale whiskey. They started developing whiskey and making French whiskey. Canada, early 1800s, same idea. You see the British influence there. Um, the Napoleonic Wars start. There you go again. Brandy's at a shortage. Wine's at a shortage. Canada has a surplus of grains. They make whiskey. So we see this kind of necessity growth. That's what happens in America. That's what happens in Scotland and, and Ireland. But then you go off British colonies that's kind of what spread whiskey for being realistic here at the bottom of the, uh, you know, of the whole thing is, is the Brits yep. just taking over the world. Sure. So they go to India, India, it's more of a money thing. They are doing their own thing. They see, they see the, how, how much finance is behind alcohol. So they try to make their own liquors, you know, beers and whatnot, not as successful as the whiskeys that are being brought from Britain, Scotland. Mm -hmm. So they actually send people and you'll see this kind of a trend too they're sending people to scotland to learn how to make it come back create create whiskeys so it it, it is a common theme right that mm. yes we do have whiskey all over the world but a lot of it still does originate from that uh scotland area right even the it's, ones that fought it right japan wanted nothing to do with it they were held at gunpoint and said you uh, really I, I wish i could remember the name um but there was a ship sent from britain that went to because japan was like no we'll have nothing to do with the west we'll do our own thing we don't need it at gunpoint from ships basically forced japan to trade you will trade you'll do it you got to mm. we need it to the market it's the way it is you know your 1800s right the whiskey makes its way into japan 
and then they try to do their own thing. They see they can't because whiskey's so amazing, right? Mm. And sake's big. I don't want to take away from that and beers and whatnot. But whiskey just kind of booms, and that's what we see lately with Japan. Mm. Yeah, and we just talked about Amrit and how uh, that has been the staple in India, but that also came down from Scotland mm. and Glasgow. And now we now we are branching out into other parts of the world, other parts of the U.S., um, and uh, we talked about that in the bourbon series. But in, in terms of yeah, Canadian whiskeys, Japanese whiskeys, and Japanese whiskeys in particular, because that is a really interesting history there. Its own show, probably. Yeah, to be probably. Honest with you. But yeah. If, if we could, you know, at a at a high level, what is um, there's a very there's a really tight correlation between Scotch at, from Scotland and Jap 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 Japanese. Whoa, <laughs> <Between> <laughs> Scotland and Japan. I, I just had a stroke. Japanese whiskey. So, to, to to summarize, you have a you have a you know a pharmacy, a yeah. pharmaceutical um, expert who sees the importance and growth of of the whiskey industry, and then you have a, um, a Scotland trained distiller, um, Takasuri, Teka um, who come together and make uh, Yamazaki. When they eventually they spread apart, and you get you know Suntory and Nika uh, distilleries. But these two guys came together. One saw the the growth potential, and the other one had a love for, and they, you know, vice versa, probably. And they made, and this is this is eighteen seventies, right? Eighteen seventies to nineteen forties. We see this kind of back and forth, um, but really recently, I'm talking recently, recently, um, you see this explosion of Japanese whiskey. And there was this fear of their shortage because, you know, did they have the stock to make it? You know, did they have the right, you know, ingredient? You know, did they have everything they needed to to keep up with Scotch whiskey? And it was almost, and you'll see it a lot of places, it was, it was, how do we keep up? How do we do what they're doing? But thankfully, they're doing what they're doing because they're now producing amazing. Both distilleries yeah. are producing amazing whiskeys that are that are easily obtainable by everyone. And that wasn't always the case. But um, very much a Scotch, Scotch influence. Mm-hmm. With its own twist. They're using, um, I think it's um, Mizunara. I said that wrong. Oak. So Mizunara oak is a is an oak in Japan. Okay. Um, short amount of time, you get bitter whiskey. Long amount of time, you get a really flavorful, bold whiskey. Mm. So they're experimenting, doing their own thing. I think that's what I appreciate. And, uh, you, your French whiskey, Swedish, Germany, Taiwan. Kavala, yeah. Oh, my God. No, right? Kavala. Um but they're doing their own little things, their own little twist. So they're not just scotch somewhere else. They're like American bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's own little thing that makes it separate. So when you reach for a Japanese whiskey, you're going to get a floral, light, sweet, you know, and you're going to know, wow, this, is, this isn't your regular scotch. This is Japanese whiskey. One, one thing I, I found really interesting about <clears throat> Japanese whiskey is um, the, the, way, the way they drink it. Um, we... A, a lot here, and especially, you know, um, people who are whiskey fans, we, we drink it neat, a couple drops of mm. ice. Some people have it on the rocks. Um, in Japan, largely, the, the highball, the highball is a, is a, is a huge drink in Japan. So mixing it with the soda water or whatever right. the case may be. And yeah. a lot of that's, uh, attributed to, um, the climate, just, you know, how hot it gets over there. Um, but they mix it with, they mix it with water. And I mean, uh, and that's, that's, that's a Scottish thing too. They do a lot of, you know, they're, um, they do a lot of, uh, putting, they put a lot of water in their whiskey, not a lot of water, but they put water in their whiskey. Um, but, 
uh, they'll the the highball. You, you'll always see that attributed to Japan. Um, even even uh, over the holidays, when you see the uh, when you see the the gift packs come out from the different whiskey companies, a lot of the Japanese ones are going to be you know a highball set or something like that. And that's just because of. Uh, that's their um, culture. Yeah, and that's that's the most popular way to consume it over there. And but uh, they'll also mix it with warm water in the winter, which I didn't know until I Whoa. was looking at it recently. In the winter, they'll mix in it Japan. With, what's in, the, in Japan, they'll okay, mix it yeah. with warm water in what's, the winter. What's the benefit there? What's well, it's warmer. They I mean, do it with sake. Yeah, not, yeah. Well, not that that's that they're adding too, warm yeah. water to sake, but warm sake is kind of a a thing. You got to remember, we're cold drinks are a climate thing, right? You know, um, beer. And, and you've been, mm-hmm. you know, Guinness is served at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We like it cold because, you know, our temperatures are a little bit different. So I imagine that's the warm water just to yeah. kind of bring well, it and, to a. And that and that's, the, uh, you know, putting putting ice in drinks that that wasn't how we how it was always done. You know, obviously. Well, ice was a commodity. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. So Let's I talk know. about ice for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the, a luxury. Is, some didn't have yeah, yeah. the ice chasers. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, but the, that that was the one like I had never even thought about warming whiskey or putting warm water in it. But that that's that's apparently a thing. Like just during the winter, and I I found that so fascinating because yeah. I I can't even I can't even wrap my head around uh, that. Uh, yeah. We'll have to do that on on, on a show. We sometime. should. That's amazing. I had I had no idea about that. I, my question was going to be before you brought that up, but this is perfect. Was yeah, the the climates are so much different. Then you think when you think Scotland, well, uh, right? Yeah, the climates you're talking high humidity, and uh, that has to have an effect. So, something people don't know, or maybe a lot of people don't know, um, whiskey when it's aged during maturation in the barrel, um, it's it's left to the to the elements. There's no, they're not put in mm-hmm. you know, sure. controlled environments. Right. So yeah, you have to be. Caught. As a matter of fact, when um, Centauri began, it was the the area that it was put in up north um, was picked specifically because it matched Scottish, you know, weather, and it had a very similar effect to it. So they were thinking of this stuff. Um, in India, you got a totally different climate. Now where they're at, they, they you know, it's a little more mountainous i believe so but they're they're very aware of where they're at and how it's you know maturating where in what the climate's doing to maturing it. Abs- it's the maturation process yeah maturating yeah, it's, it's maturating it's not mat. that's not maturing maturing what did maturing. i say did maturing. i make up another word I'm maturating <laughs> i love maybe this, this. Is, maybe this is sesame street and mm. maybe this is the dictionary yeah. Yeah. by bobby bird <laughs> i'll say what i want when i want that's um, for sure but anyway so when it's maturing that's yeah, a word. Yeah. Um, they're thinking about these things. Right. So, yeah. Maybe we cut that part out. No, no <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance. What is it? Do you have an area that is like uh, you haven't had something from and it's on your list? Ye- yes. I don't want to kind of talk about something on that. That's okay. really cool. Sure. And then I'll dip in what something that's interesting. I found interesting. When you buy whiskey somewhere at a different country, right, it's not the same always as it is here. Okay. So, you know, they may sell, uh, you know, the American palate wants a higher ABV. Mm-hmm. French palate, lower mm-hmm. ABV. You'll find the same exact whiskey being sold in France at a lower ABV. Very interesting point. Than you would in America. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't know that. Y- mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, 
you'll you hear stories about the French saying, we can't, that's not what we do. Whiskey's a different experience over there. It's lunchtime, it's right. right? So they want to lower, smoother their wine drinkers, right? Mm-hmm. America's we 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 like our hard raging alcohol. If it can't <laughs> if we can't start a fire with it, we don't want it. Okay, go ahead. I don't want well, I don't want to get you off track, but in France is it more of a dessert whiskey place? I, it's not. It's it's um, yes and no. Okay. It's um. What's, what's I'm gonna? You ready for a brutalization uh, of a I'm, word? An I'm, af- I'm, I'm, I'm a, what's I'm, what's it mean? An appetite? What's the French term? Aperitif. Aperitif. Sometimes it's that. He is. <laughs> nice. We balance each other out. Wow. Folks. wow. Yeah. We do something. Bobby don't know words, but it's Aaron over there telling him what words are. That's good. I Work the I arms. Work the arms. I can't even write the word down for him and yeah. show it to him. No, no. Yeah. My brain knows things and can't push it out of my mouth. Yeah, that's a problem. That's what my, that's a that's problem. What my exact words that my teacher told <laughs> My my mom. Anyway, okay. come, so, come back to us. So, what would I? Where do I want to taste whiskey from that I haven't experienced whiskey from? That's a dang good question. I'm going to be rude and not purposely. Okay. And this is going to sound hurtful, and I don't mean any, I mean all the respect in the world. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find a Canadian whiskey I can get behind. I I, I know exactly what you mean. They're really mellow, and yeah. they're and they're. And can be, I, I think with Canadian whiskeys, what I have found is they, I mean, they like things sweet. And a lot of the Canadian whiskeys that I've had are overly sweet to me. Yeah. And I don't think it's a maple influence. Maybe it is a maple influence. I don't I know. Don't, I'm not, I don't grab, I don't reach for one. Sure. And rarely do I. And the ones I have reached for, you know, my wife really likes Spice Box, which is an, hard to get in America. I don't think you can. They shut it down at the border, licensing or something. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a sweet, you know. I think flavored, naturally flavored, like vanilla. You see a lot of that kind of stuff, and it's hard. I mean, have you ever had a Canadian I, that you the, thought was? I've had a Canadian rye. That oh I, really? But was and, it a real that, rye? Because they can, and it, and it was. It, so yeah. the Lot Forty is an actual rye, and I I think we've had this conversation before, where in Canada they can call a whiskey a rye, and it there's no really no rules to it. Um, so and and they can just call it a rye. It, it doesn't even have to have a certain percentage of rye, and I don't even think it has to have rye in it. Period. To be called a rye in Canada. So, like, regardless. But uh, Lot 40. I like Lot 40. I haven't had it. Lot 40 rye. Heard of it. Know about it. Haven't had it. You have had it, but we'll talk about that. Um, uh, there, There's a couple flavored ones uh, from from Canada. And that, that's the end of the show. That's right. No, but there, there's a couple <laughs> flavored ones that are okay. I have heard from multiple... I've heard from multiple Canadians that there are there are rye. There are whiskeys... There are Canadian whiskeys that they have up there that are good and like they have a good variety and that sort of thing. And somehow they just don't make it down here or we can't get them down here or something like I, I want to try some of these that I've that I've heard tell of, but I've never had, you know, because yeah. um, um, and I mean, the, you know, we we, we talk with a couple whiskey clubs in Canada. You know, I reach out. I know, that's why I don't want to sound offensive. Well, right? and, and that's, you know what? I, well, and honestly, one of the, the one of the whiskey clubs we talk to in Canada is a scotch club. So, I mean. <laughs> well, there you go. But, they're, you but they're, know. What, what I'm saying is. What, you know, I do, know. I do know of a Canadian whiskey, Whistle Pig. That was an internal joke. Sorry about that. For those that don't know, so Whistle Pig, uh, whistle, whistle pig uh, sourced its whiskey before it got big on uh, from Canada. From Canada. Got yep. some right over yeah. there, pal. 
Yeah. They're uh, fantastic. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I don't mean that. I don't, there's plenty of whiskeys out there. I would love to have a Swedish whiskey, German whiskey. I'd yeah. be, you know, I was going to say but German. I would like somebody wait, and wait, I, I can't now. No, I, now I can't say no, German. No, you don't. <laughs> don't you say it. I accept the challenge of a Canadian whiskey. Somebody to I, bring sh- me for free that I can keep. <laughs> <laughs> Modestly. You know what I mean? That I can return if I don't like. Yeah. You know, I'll keep it anyway. I, good I, for a mixer. I love that answer actually because it, it is, I do struggle with that area too. And, and I think people think Canadian whiskey, Crown Royal. Right. Yeah. Right. Although I will tell you this, the black, Crown yeah. Royal black, surprisingly good. I have a, I have a, uh, a very slow friend who has told me that, that Crown Royal black is the way to go. I'm going to edit that out. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I own the editing. I can do what I want. <laughs> no, I, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say German uh, ger- German whiskey just because I I I'd, I'd like to see what it's about. B- German beer is fantastic. Yeah, you know. About- so and and that's actually uh, awesome because German beer and I think extremely strict purity laws. Right. And what right. they do to their right. whiskey has to follow suit. Right. What if and it doesn't? What if it just flat? What out if they doesn't? just let loose? Like the, don't even care. We give you, you beer. <laughs> Sometimes that let loose mentality gives you some cool stuff. You know what I mean? Scotland right now is fighting uh, to 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 be a little more loose in what they're making to just try to make some cool stuff. Right. And I mean, we'll see where that goes. It's but. almost yeah. They almost fight the this is this is us. Yeah. Right. This is us. This is where it comes from. We I don't want to say we own it, but you know, almost like they're the regulators of it and. Now the market is so competitive and, and, and really getting creative. And I feel like they're sitting back and saying, okay, how, what, what can we do? What can we do, but still stay true to our roots? I just, I love that the globe is becoming a whiskey making industry. Yes. And I like seeing that. I will tell you this. And here's something sad I learned recently. The, the, the drinkers of, and I, I'll admittedly say I don't drink sherry. Mm hmm. So I learned recently that sherry, a big part of spe- specifically sh- uh, scotch, right? Right. Their sherry made that they dump just to use the barrel. Oh, yeah, wow. Right, yeah. Because we're not consuming enough of it. And you have to consume. Remember, most of the places out there that are making whiskey are using used, sure. minus your bourbons and mm-hmm. some other places. But they're using used barrels. If you're not consuming, two things are happening. A, they're not using those barrels, right? But B, sometimes you get you, there's beer. Mm-hmm. We'll talk you know, another probably another show about cask and barrels, but there's a lot of cool whiskeys coming out of different barrels now. So your traditional ports and stuff like that are really neat, but there's tequila barrel yeah. finished whiskeys coming out. So I'm that's kind of that didn't answer your question, but to that it's I'd exciting. like to experience some of those too, yeah, just different it, barrels. It's exciting. Yeah, there's, drink more sherry. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, there's a <laughs> drink more sherry. That's my plug. <laughs> that's right. That's a weird plug. Um, there, uh, I I like. I like a lot of sort of your more experimental whiskeys, and I dislike a lot of yeah. some of your more experimental yeah. whiskeys. And it, it's are you going to pick on somebody? I know who you're I'm, talking I'm about. Not picking on anybody, I can't call name them out. Drop. You know, I'll say this, and they're a great distillery, and they're awesome, and they're from my home state of Texas. Okay, um, and they make one. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. They make one whiskey that I struggle yeah. to get behind. Balconis um, mm. makes great stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but Aaron and I had their um, their um, what was it called? The um, I can't even remember it. It was that brimstone. Brimstone. Scott's had it. Ever, I had, we had you it ever together. You, you ever been to 
uh, somebody's house is on fire <laughs> and the family's out front and they're crying and they're sad about it. No, I haven't. It's that experience <laughs> in flavor and emotions. Wow. I don't like well, it. And it's, We're it's two funny. sponsorships down now. <laughs> no, well, no. And, and that's everything a, else they make is amazing. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a funny one to me because the, the first, when we first opened it and we, tr- we tried it, you and I tried it at your house, Bobby. We liked it. And we liked it. And then we did a lineup at a tasting of, um, and that was also at your house, actually, of peated slash smoky mm. whiskeys. And we had it at the end. And I liked it then. And a lot of people liked it then. But then we tried it at some point after. And it was just, it, like, it did, it, it, so I don't know if sounds I, like we should try it a third time. I'm, we might, well, I, I, I've got, I've got three quarters of a bottle in my, um, maybe my somebody sends us a free one. And, but like, it's, you I can I email know. us at uh, podcast <laughs> at <laughs> castchasers.org. That right. That's right. But I, is that where hate mail's going? And, and then, and, and the then whiskey. there's, so to go back to that, there's other distilleries that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're like flagship product or their, you know, their main product, their main bourbon, their main whiskey or whatever. It's like good, like good. But then their experimental stuff is phenomenal, you know? Mm -hmm. So like it's, it's this weird, it's this weird thing. And you know, it's, and it's not always, you know, just one or the other, but like, it's, it's, I I like to try just as much as I can to see what I like, what I don't like. When, When we talked about just, you know, we had that whole talk about just tasting. That's why I do the different stages of tasting. That's why I do taste it neat, add a little water, maybe add ice, you know, and like find out what's going to make me like, what's going to make me like it or how I'm going to like it best. Basically. (laughs) I I think the point here is as we kind of go around the world and look at it, it is whether you're a scotch person, a bourbon person, uh, explore there's parallels across the globe to even if you're a diehard scotch person, you're going to find parallels when you would kind of come out of that. And, And while you're out there, grabbing some bottles of and, and ask your ask your liquor store to find you stuff from elsewhere too and Good point. you know what i mean um can we get can i get a german whiskey something like that just to try new things but also drink what's what they're being barreled in you know huh you know yeah. what i mean you yeah. know midori or, or sherry or have some of that that way you you can really understand what they were trying to get because he doesn't shove it in there for no reason sure. they wanted to i mean not the tabasco sauce but sure. you know yes. that's yeah <laughs> um but um although it's fantastic but not my favorite um that's our next tasting actually that, a hey, glass of tabasco i like it i like it and i thought so i guess the message coming out of this uh coming out of this series is for the new uh people to whiskey that we're trying to help bring up is we've kind of we've taken you around Scotland, we've taken you around uh, America, and don't stop there. Don't stop there. Absolutely, ex- ex- explore a little bit more, and you will find number one, find the similarities. Number two, find the unique. There it is. You find the uniqueness of it, and that's beautiful. Why uniqueness. we do this. All right. Before we wrap this episode up, we have a few things we want to cover. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to, and this is going back a little bit now, um, but I wanted to give a shout out, uh, two shout outs, um, one to Bruce Hugelmeyer and one to Kyle Ham. Um, this was back within the past five, six months. Um, Bruce, uh, invited our 200th member to the Cask Chasers Facebook group, which go check us out on Facebook, Cask Chasers. Um, and that 200th member was Kyle Ham. And Kyle came immediately to the very next tasting. Um, we got to sort of honor them there a little bit. 
But Bruce, Bruce has been all in with this group from the beginning. So thanks, Bruce, for being such a great part of the group. Kyle, we're glad to have you. And um, yeah, that's just personally some some people I wanted to thank. Very cool. Just like Kyle and Bruce, you too can join our Cash Chasers group by finding us on Facebook at Cash Chasers. Be sure to answer those two questions to get in. We're also on Twitter and Instagram and online at www.cashchasers.org. We really hope you enjoyed this three-part origin series to kick off the show. And if you're new to whiskey, hopefully you feel like you have a good place to start for your new passion. And as we go along, we hope to bring more of these little series every now and again. But in the meantime, there's more great content coming every week for both new and experienced. So cheers to you. And as always, remember, it's not about finding that perfect tram. It's all in the chase.